Welcome to Fort St. Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Grove. What a beautiful day it is to be here in the studio. Mr. McAfee is here. Sean McAfee, all the way from the great country of Italia. How are you, my man? Great. How you doing? I was, uh, that was a good intro, by the way. You should tell everybody about it. Should I tell everybody about it? I was. I told you beforehand so that I uh, I wouldn't like. I, I want to want to keep the facade that this is a very professional show. <laughs> should I keep the facade or should I let the people know? Well, look, everybody deserves to know the truth. That his intro, his his what's up, his loud intro, his fortissima intro is not a soundbite. He does that every single time the same way. It's his thing. I think it's actually pretty cool, but that one you had to pre-record. So, okay, I need to teach you how to do radio because we were setting this whole thing up. I wasn't planning on doing it, but I was going to do it, and then now I'm stuck here having to tell a story when they already know the ending. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. What a brilliant storyteller you are. So, uh, yeah. So I you know, sharing information is also important. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not at all. Not when it's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> Well, I guess the the cat is out of the bag now. So uh, I record here in the Red Sea Radio Intergalactic Studios right here in College Station, Texas. And we are housed by the generous people of St. Mary's Catholic Center, the greatest Catholic center in all of the world. Best campus ministry in the whole world, hands down. So as the listeners do know, there's been quite a bit of construction over the last couple of months. They're expanding this building. It is coming along quite well. But uh, over the last few months or so, you, you know, people would hear like drilling in the background and like the wall behind me becoming an open space, you know, like <laughs> exactly. It's, it's been quite an adventure. And I have I have let people know probably more times than they would like that uh, the AC didn't work in here in the in the dead of summer for quite some time. So uh, Forte Catholic was coming to you quite sweaty. Stop it, Sean. I'm going to punch you in the nose from a whole nother country. But like you were trying to do, like I, I can't stand it when people uh, use sound sound clips live. Um, I like when I am in charge of the sound clips. Uh, by the way, we have a new sound clip on the show. Are you ready for this? I don't think the people are ready for this. I think we're ready. Let's do it. Okay, so I have been using this for the last few months. You know, Kawhi Leonard uh, at the beginning of the season, he's like, I'm a fun guy, and he's this he's this quiet guy who's trying to put on a new leaf, turn over a new leaf. What's the thing? He's trying to put on a new leaf, like Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, you've got me thrown off. This is great content. Everybody loves it. Turning when I'm, a new I'm, leaf. Turn, no, wearing a new leaf like Adam and Eve. We're sticking Okay. <laughs> so he's trying to be fun. He never says anything. And then uh, he had this forced laughter to try to say that he was this fun, jovial guy. And this is what came out. <laughs> okay, so that's what came out. I've been using that sound clip on the show uh, for a few months now. And then something happened when Father Anthony was on the show uh, very recently. He laughed at one of my jokes, and I, I, I'm just going to play it for you now. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, so now let's listen to the two of them together. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Uh, 
So I am in charge of the sound clips here, and for you know over 140 episodes, like you said, I have been yelling this intro. I have just been absolutely going for it. But here at St. Mary's, uh, part of this construction is that now the like administrative people, like the very fancy people, their offices got moved upstairs. So they don't want some lunatic in the padded room like yelling in the middle of their workday. So I came in uh, at the end of last week. And I recorded the intro multiple times as a recording to make into a sound clip to play at the beginning of the show. So uh, those of you, I, I put out a poll. I was asking people, I was like, okay, look, I have told people that there is a rebrand coming. Like all the graphics and everything are going to look, look new for Forte Catholic, new logos, new merch. All this stuff is coming very soon. So I was like, okay, like how do people feel about this intro? Most people said we love it. It's iconic. Keep doing it. Uh, but so for the people who didn't like it, I will tell you, I did make a change. Maybe not the one that you wanted. But now, I just want all of you to picture. Uh, last Friday, right after the workday ended, 5 o'clock, there was nobody in here. And where we record, because it's a radio studio and you don't want all this echoiness, uh, there are, there's carpet literally all on the walls. So I'm in a padded room by myself. not doing, used to it. Not, yeah, not doing a radio show. And with used to it. With, <laughs> with no music at all, and I'm just yelling <laughs> the same thing multiple times for the <laughs> intro. And now it, I, I can literally look. I will prove it to you. I will keep talking. I'll just keep talking right now. Yeah, look, hey Sean, this is me what's playing up? over the intro and also yelling the but intro. Forte Catholic. That, that is that's what it sounds like now. That's that's what we've been. But we, there was the poor guy who probably worked a few extra hours that day. And didn't tell anybody because he was trying to be a nice guy, and he had to hear you. <laughs> What's up? Right. Which, which no, 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 no. Which leads. <laughs> no, I didn't really like that one either. What's up? Uh, not enough. Not enough. Okay, so that actually leads perfectly into something that we were going to talk about later in the show, but we are going to do it right now. So I put out another poll <laughs> that I think people are absolutely insane. Uh, so about a week ago, I was in St. Louis. And I was uh, staying at this church, huge, it was like a, a, a Presbyterian church, huge campus. Like they have a ton of stuff going on up there. So I was like sleeping in this, in this, in the classroom style place, right? So everybody leaves. And then I am the only person, I'm the only person in the church from like 5 p.m. Friday until I leave on Saturday morning. So I am in this church all alone. And I tell you what, after working in the church and like, uh, like often doing the music or being the youth minister, I uh, have often in my life been the last person in church. And I, for one, am absolutely terrified to be in a quiet, pitch black church at really? night. Really? I think it's the scariest thing in the world. So that's how the guy- Are you afraid of the dark, that 90s show? You remember on SNCC? No, I'm I'm too young for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember Snake? Oh no, I'm not that old. You really are. You're really that old. So that's how the guy, <laughs> the, the guy that you said was working late on Friday. That's probably how he felt. He was in a in a large church church building, dark, and all the things that I'm scared to hear, like someone dying and yelling and screaming, and there's a ghost. He, that's pro he probably sprinted out of the bu yeah, building. He was probably doing some like really intensive, you know, spiritual exercises. What's up? Give me a sign, Lord, that you would like me 
to dude your will and then he just hears what? yelling <laughs> and he's like nope i'm done i'm done i'm leaving this i'm never coming to church again so i apologize oh, i apologize to that one man but uh you know you win some and you lose some so uh what I love about this, though, is that you're recording at your house, and this whole time you've been able to yell as much as you would like, and yet I'm over here having to push a button if I would like to do it. Do it. Do it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this whole being scared in church thing, apparently I'm wrong, or everyone lied, because like, the options were, well, how do you feel about being alone in a dark church at night? And like, I thought it would be like 50-50. No, there were like 3% with me and 97 that were like, I love it. It's peaceful. And then there was me like, I'm terrified. It's ridiculous. So what churches do you go to? Any church, any church. If you, it goes from beautiful when you, when you have the lights on, well, unless you're a rad trad and then you think like 80% of churches are ugly and that's weird. But like, if you turn the lights off, it instantly becomes like super creepy and most of these buildings are super old so they're creaking and the acs are turning on and off and there's creepy noises and there's uh, like there's all the statues go from like inspiring prayer to terrifying because you run into them and you think they're a real person so why are you not afraid why am i the loser that's afraid in churches i don't know you know here's what i'm afraid of whenever the lights go out in the churches here in italy is it gets super cold at night uh because they're all stone they're kind of dug into the ground there's no air conditioning at all it's all just old technology and that's how these churches are still around but um that's probably what i'm afraid of especially uh i, I wouldn't ever dream of sleeping in a church overnight that'd be kind of weird but in a church alone yeah that's definitely me um I don't know. It's peaceful. Like so you said, I I've been doing, it. you're making it worse. You're trying to help me and it's making it worse. Cause you were like, it gets very cold. I'm currently doing a reread <laughs> of Harry Potter where the Dementors come, the Dementors come to take your soul. And the first thing that you feel is cold. So yeah. now I'm in a church next time. If there's a gust of wind from the AC, I'm going to think of Dementors trying to steal out my soul. <laughs> you're not helping <laughs> But to everybody else, what I'm hearing is that it's, like, very peaceful to be in a church. And for one, I'll say, good for you. And apparently I still have this fear thing. Uh, second of all, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. That's it. I don't know. There's a good thing about not having the whole chapel to yourself. And, and if it's a church, even better. And just having nobody watching and just have it be you and the Lord or a crucifix or something, it'd be great. I think we just decided I'm still afraid of the dark, but it's weird. Like I'm not afraid of the dark at my house, but I, like it's only churches. Make a, make a chapel in your house and see. Make a chapel in my house. Yeah. I have three children under the age of six. You have no idea how long that chapel would last. Eighteen minutes. Oh. <laughs> they ruin everything. You know what? I, so the St. Mary's is right across the street from Texas A&M's campus, and I'm, I'm going to get some parenting advice from you here you ready for this yes you didn't prep me for anything we've done so far so i didn't i'm not prepping you for this story <laughs> so we were playing pokemon go uh after church as we do as a family at around 8 45 saying night. we you were playing no 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 the whole family Kids we were taking a nap we no we took a walk my son it's great my son's six years old now and he can push the stroller that has the two girls in it which is great so um <laughs> it's a lot of fun but uh my daughter 
uh, we, we walked for 45 minutes. Like, you know, we're, it's not like just me going for a walk or, or even better, someone who's in shape going for a walk. But, you know, it's a family going on a walk for 45 minutes. So we walk however long one way and then just kind of walk that length back while we're playing Pokemon. And we're stopping, you know, hanging out and playing and all this kind of stuff. We get to the end of the walk and we're putting everything back in. This is around 930 at night. And we realized that one of my daughter's shoes is gone. Oh. Um, so. It was the Diglett. It, yeah, the uh, Team Rocket stole it. Stole it from us. <laughs> Team Rocket. No, no. <laughs> so we're walking there and back. So there's this. I mean, we got a pretty good ways. On campus, we drove back very slow. There's nobody there. It's in the middle of summer. We're driving there. We all the like the straightaway where the road by where we walked. We're looking. We're looking. We're looking. We don't see the shoe. The second oh. half of where we walked, you can't get to with a car. You just have oh. to walk. So Taylor went for a jog last night at 9.30 at night around the Texas A&M campus looking for a lost shoe. Now Security. Security. Now, here's the deal. Uh, my daughter, who I have said multiple times is my favorite child. Uh, let's just say that today she is not. Let's say that my, oh. that, that my, my son took, that, took the lead on that one. He's, he pulled up out in front. This is one of those rare times. This is my whole thing about favorite children. We all have one. It just probably rotates depending on the day. This is the sweetest one. Like, th- like look, this is her. This is the See, baby. I love you. I love you. I love you, Maggie. I love you. Daddy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is like the cutest baby ever, right? Uh-huh. Yet... Daddy was not happy yesterday <laughs> because this has been a constant fight with her. She has been, she doesn't take care of her stuff. Like we, we buy her things, family buys her things. She doesn't take care of it very well. She often takes off her shoes. Like looking for her shoes is, all, is a thing that we typically do. It just doesn't always happen over a, you know, two mile radius like it did yesterday. So all these things came to a head. I had just gone to this beautiful mass where I was actually able to participate and like pay attention. Like I was in a good place. The kids were being good. And then immediately we go to this thing and uh, daddy angry comes out like i was not happy at all so (laughs) like i don't know if you're if you're a man that has anger but i would imagine that you are because you and i have a lot of things in common so when it (laughs) when it comes to your kids making a mistake the the whole time i'm like this is actually how i feel how do i temper it to be like god is to us how do you do that how do you deal with like you are enraged at these people that God is put in your charge? What do you do? I will tell you, I have been enraged with my kids at the worst possible times. Like we were going to like we we're at St. Mark's in Venice. And I know this sounds like I'm bragging, but it's a funny story. So we were going and we were touching our rosaries to the tomb of the evangelist Mark. And we did that. And immediately I can't remember what he did. My my son is like screwing around or something. And I'm like, get over here. You're gonna be in so much trouble when we get home. <laughs> and I'm like, we just got done like praying together. And this isn't even like three minutes later. And I'm like already just exploding with anger. But it was one of those high joy moments. And with high joy moments come high stress moments. So my wife has taught me like just, you know, actually just very basic techniques, and that's um count to 10 and step away and talk to an adult about it before you talk to a child about it. That way you can talk through it. 
but otherwise, no, I'm, I'm not the perfect parent to uh, give anybody coaching advice. I'm not a uh, Ray Gerindy. Um, <laughs> it's difficult to go through something like that and probably get through the guilt of you know, trying your best as a parent to love your kids, but uh, inevitably failing every now and then. So here was the problem. They were like, okay, I had all these thoughts and I, and like, I yelled at her initially. And then I did kind of, you said, I took myself out of the situation. I was like, I looked at my wife. I said, I'm getting out of the car. You drive. I'm going to go run and I'm going to find it. I've done that right. before. Yeah. Right. Like, so I did. I, I like, that's, that's one good thing that I did. I removed myself from the situation. When I got back to the car, I had thought I had calmed down more than I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I gave her her shoe forcefully. And I, I told her why I was upset. And then she said, I'm sorry. And then it was like, fine. Okay. So like, it wasn't as bad probably as I thought it was, but because a lot of it was happening internally while I was running at 930 at night when I don't need to be running, period, nevertheless, at 930 at you're night. You're running – no, not just that. It's worse. You were running through a dark church <laughs> at night. No, I, it wasn't It wasn't a church, so I wasn't afraid. Um, so <laughs> – <laughs> So, you made me run through a church at night. What's crazy, though, this is the craziest thought that popped in. As I'm trying to calm down, I'm, I'm jogging. Like I'm like, okay, God, like I need to be a father like you are, which is this balance of mercy and justice. We do need to be merciful, but there is justice. Like We do need to teach our kids right and wrong and do and, and taking care of your things. Like All of those are good things. And then anyway, as I start turning towards mercy, I, I, this was Sunday night mass. So we just came out of of Sunday Sunday's readings, which were God destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe I don't Justice. need as much mercy as I thought. <laughs> so exactly. I don't know. It's one of those things that uh, it is good, like you said, to talk to other human beings, like actual human beings, not many human beings. Talk to other people, remove yourself from the situation. And then have that that conversation. There is going to be that justice, but also have a little mercy along the way. And you know what? I, too, believe in mercy. And I'm going to give mercy to people who are tired of this segment. And we are going to move on. We're going to go take a little break. And then whenever we come back, uh, Bruce Wozniak uh, from Catholic Sports Radio is going to join us to continue our theme of talking sports this July and faith and how they intersect. We'll be right back. John, have you ever been in a commercial before? No. Would you like to be? I don't know. Well, you're already in one, so it's too Ah. bad. I didn't ask for permission. I only ask for apologies. I want you to apologize to me. Uh, So um, do you have um, feet that you need to apologize for? Yes. Uh, Yeah, me too. I have to cover my feet. And the best thing to cover my feet... Socks from SockReligious.com. But don't go to that URL because then you won't get the discount. Go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks and you could get the absolute coolest Catholic socks in the entire world. They've got your favorite saints. They've got your favorite church things. Everything that is beautiful is found on feet. That's a weird thing to say, but I'm going to keep it. Sean, do you like socks? Keep your socks on, Taylor. Okay, you heard it here first. That is Sean's opinion on socks. Let's just get back to the show because this is going fantastic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. We've got people from all over the globe on this little uh, meeting that we have here. I am staring at myself on an iPad, which I mean... Come on, who wouldn't want to do that? And then Sean McAfee is here, still in the good old Italia. 
wearing, right. wearing an Air Force shirt, I believe. Is that an Air Force shirt? I was in the Air Force for four years. Uh, you didn't answer the question, but I uh, that's that's cool. <laughs> uh, are you wearing Air Force Ones on your feet to make the whole mat, uh, outfit match? Nope. I'm wearing socks and a knee, uh, a foot brace. I got micro fractures. Wait. Okay, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I will ask about that later. Uh, but uh, more importantly than your foot fractures, uh, our guest today is is Bruce, and and I, he has told me his last name, and I I remember what he said. I just don't think he is right. His last name is spelled W A W R Z Y N I A K, and he says it's pronounced Warzniak. And I, sir, want to tell you on the air. That that is a lie, and anything said on the radio is is true. So I am right, you're wrong. Bruce, welcome in. Thank you. I'll pass that along to my father. <laughs> <laughs> you let, you let him know that some guy he's never heard of has a problem with him. Okay. I, I'm just confused. He's got like the best last name because you can pretty much go wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> or in other circumstances, whoa. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> so, Bruce, you and I met on the internet, as I meet most of most people in my life. Over the last month or so, uh, it was not planned this way, but it's kind of how it has happened. Uh, July kind of became sports month here on Forte Catholic. We've been talking about sports and faith for quite some time. So I was like, why don't we finish off the month with a bang by talking to the man who uh, started the uh, Catholic Sports Radio podcast? And that is you. Welcome in. Thanks. Thanks for the role reversal after having been a guest on mine. It's always neat to be on the guest side for once. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was able to come onto your show. And it was it was cool because most of the time, if I talk about sports on the show, it's anecdotal and it's kind of like, oh, here's one story from here, one story from here. What was cool with you is I was able to go through my life in sports through a Catholic lens, which isn't something I get to do very often, and to see like it's something I've always known. Like I've always said, like sports made me the person that I am, and then when faith entered my life later on it kind of a lot of those same virtues and those same things that I learned, the same things that I was made into as an athlete were kind of what I became as a Catholic. But going on to your show, I was able to like share the whole story from the beginning all the way until the end, womp womp of my, of my sports career. But uh, like it, it was really cool to go back and see how actually how influential uh, sports really was in my faith life. Well, and I think you said there was a, a quote that we put on the show page for your episode on CatholicSportsRadio.net, which was to the effect of, oh, you mean I can talk about sports and God, or I can live my faith and play sports at the same time? You, you had a quote to that effect, and that's really why I started the show, because people unfortunately feel like we have to leave our faith behind when we go to work or when we go to sports or when we insert activity here. And so in my case, because I've had this long history involved in sports, I wanted to show people that as a cradle Catholic, I know, I see that we can blend the two and we should, and we should be more active in that. And funny enough, the other day I met with somebody who asked me, well, why did you call it Catholic sports radio? Like, did you ever consider just making it more broad and just doing Christian? And I said to him, it's no secret that the Catholic church has lost people. And so we hear about the Catholics come home program. And so yes, in the podcasting world, we all know that the more niched down your show is the better, but even though you don't have to be Catholic to listen to Catholic sports radio, I just felt it would help our faith a lot better if we, as the body of Christ, could unite around our Catholic faith and say, hey, we're all Catholics. We all have some interest in sports, whether it's as a current or a former athlete, coach, official, you know, meaning umpire or referee, clergy, administrator, that kind of thing. 
what if we did this every week and talked about instead of, because Taylor, like you said, everybody's out there talking about balls and strikes and wins and losses and statistics like that. And it's like, I wasn't about to do that because ESPN does a pretty good job of that. And so do like 922 other sport shows. So (laughs) add one more to it. I just thought it's got to be different. Right. And it is. And I've gotten to, uh, I listened to a few of the episodes before I came on and I got to listen to the one who's the, the priest who is the chaplain for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. Is that, did I get the team right there? Yeah, yeah. absolutely f- fantastic. And, and it's it, just to kind of let people know, it sounds like uh, your uh, broadcasting today from Tampa Bay. We got the storm going on in the background. So if anybody <laughs> if anybody hears that, that's what's going on. And we're just going to push through it. You got you got to work through it, just like in sports. You got to fight through the tough times. And you, Bruce, are a professional broadcaster. Rain or shine, you're like the post office. You are going to show up. So uh, let's get to know you a little bit. You have this Catholic sports radio. So we have all these three sides of you. We have the Catholic, we have the sports side, and then we have the radio, the broadcasting side. So why don't you just let us know a little bit about yourself. Like, How did you find yourself hosting this show called Catholic Sports Radio? Well, Catholic, like I said, I was, I am a cradle Catholic, born and raised, never strayed from the faith have always been well now you're just tra- bragging never strayed like you never had a time where you like i never ha- once doubted had a back like a bad <laughs> weekend there was a bad hot nothing never strayed <laughs> well in other words i didn't bow out and go try out some other denomination or anything like that and the only thing that i've ever known and i've just always stuck with it and then the sports part in the middle there gosh pretty much my whole professional career has been in Pro sports, Olympic sports, I'm talking about uh, on the administrative side. So I've always been in a public relations capacity. I worked for a National Hockey League team for 10 seasons. The last six of those 10, I wore two hats. I was also the public relations director for the indoor lacrosse team, which is North America's premier pro indoor lacrosse league. And I fell in love with it so much that for a kid that grew up doing nothing but being glued to the TV watching hockey in the NHL. I just fell in love with indoor lacrosse so much that they were making some big time changes with the structure of the league, changing it, moving the league office, the whole thing. And so they hired me to be the vice president of public relations for the whole league. And I did that for three years. And then they said, "Uh, we're going to move the office. And I said, okay, this is my time to finally get to the sunny South. So I came down to Florida and ended up working for 10 and a half years as the director of communications for the International Softball Federation, the world governing body for the sport. So that allowed me to go to Summer Olympic Games, 2004 in Athens and 2008 in Beijing, wow. and to 17 countries in 10 and a half years, uh, some of them more than once. So along the way, I, you know, I kind of kept my hand in lacrosse a little bit. I got hired to do the TV games for an expansion franchise uh, in the pro indoor lacrosse league that I've been working for. So it's funny because I always say that, you know, I went to college and I was a media communications major and my focus was in broadcasting. And I said, oh, well, you know, I ended up going into PR and yet the broadcasting just followed me around wherever I would go and I'd get different roles with the lacrosse team. I was doing some of their games on the radio And then uh, lo and behold, to transition into the last word of the podcast, Catholic Sports Radio, I started a different podcast five and a half years ago that I still do to this day. So I'm up to 280, I think episode 286 will come out this week. 
And so I've been doing that for five and a half years and going around the country, speaking at podcasting events, and just decided that it was time to do Catholic Sports Radio and, and put all those things together and more or less felt that for all intents and purposes, nobody was really doing that. So I thought it was a great opportunity. And as I said before, you know, with, with wanting to focus specifically on our Catholic faith, I, I kind of felt that there'd be a, a pretty wide appeal for it. You know what? I'm not as uh, tenured as you are. This is only episode 146, which makes me one of the most tenured Catholic podcasters. But I, I tell you what, I've never had one more talented than I am. Like, this is the first time ever. Like, for, it took us 146 episodes, but we finally found somebody more talented in podcasting than I am. Speaking of people that are not talented, I was, uh, I was playing video games with Sean yesterday. And Sean is very good at virtual sports. But, I, you know, we're getting your background, Bruce, in, like, your sporting background. But I learned something very special and near and dear to my heart yesterday. Uh, Sean, the reason... I'm lucky this is your show, Taylor. It is my show, and uh, like I said, Bruce is the only person better than me, so uh, learn your place and let me finish what I'm talking about. So, okay. so Sean was telling me that his his brothers were tremendous at sports growing up, so now Sean gets the upper hand virtually. But Sean, uh, what, what, did, what lessons did you, like, Bruce has worked with some Olympians, like I had a pretty good sports career. What, what did you learn in sports by losing all the time? Uh, I learned to, to find what you're good at in life and maybe, maybe take no for an answer every now and then. And when the coach says, uh, we're going to use you for the running drills, uh, that means that he's going to use you to run players into you like a drill. Um, <laughs> I can remember football in high school and being like, man, I'm on the team. No, I was the practice. I was the practice tackler. Um, I enjoyed blowing I that person up at pounds practice or 90 too. pounds, but now I'm bigger than most people I'm around. So, uh, I don't, I don't really worry you live about in my Italy size. where everybody's like five, two. Okay. Back to Bruce. And, so and before that, I lived in Japan <laughs> where people were really afraid. Okay. Let's stop offending entire groups of people. Sean. Okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, Bruce, I have a question for you. Uh, a very specific question that I'm sure you've never been asked before about the podcast. There's this app. That so many Catholics use for, for their prayer called Laudate. And you, you can go in there, you can do your daily readings, you can find like all the uh, um, Liturgy of the Hours, like I use the Confession app. And all in the midst of that, there's a link to go listen to Catholic Sports Radio. And you, you were like, I was like, how does that even come about? Like everybody's praying and they're like, you know what I want to do? I want to go to Confession. I want to do my Liturgy of the Hours. And I also want to listen to a Catholic Sports Podcast. How did you pull that one off? <laughs> well, you know, funny enough, if anybody's going to pull that off, it's going to be me because when I mentioned before that I go around the country and I speak at a lot of different podcasting events, I started off the first time I did my presentation at a podcasting event. I think it was called 17 Ways to Promote Your Podcast. And then I found like one or two more. So I do it again. And now it's called 19 Ways to Promote Your Podcast. And I found a few more. And these days, I just call it 20 plus ways to promote your <laughs> And people ask me, you know, how I pull off things like getting on the Laudate app or my other show, when it hit the 200 episode mark, there's this law firm that's like five miles from where I live that I pass by all the time. I've never done business with them. I don't know anybody that works there. They have this huge sign out on the corner and it's a really busy intersection. And I always tell, would tell myself, I would love to get on that sign somehow and one day I just walked in there and said, look, I'm a guy that lives like five miles from here. I've been doing that. I've been living here for like 12 years and I see your sign all the time. I do this podcast. Would you put something up there? And next thing you know, like a week later, it says, congratulations. 
nhte.net, 200 episodes. And I'm just like blown away. And everyone's going, how'd you do that? And I said, okay, lean in close. Ready? Here's the secret. Here's how I did it. I asked. (laughs) (laughs) Ask and, you know, I mean, Sean was saying it's okay to, to, you know, to hear the answer. No, but like, if you go with that attitude, the worst I can say is no. And Oh, well, at least you tried. And instead of driving by and say, I wish I could get on that sign someday. And it's like your prayers, you know, well, unless you ask God for it, there's probably a chance he's not really going to get involved until you actually let him know, look, this is what's on my heart. And this is something that's important enough to me that I got to pray about it. For sure. And what what a lesson that is, because like, as you're, you're saying that I'm hearing myself saying it to all of our missionaries that come on staff, that we're, we're training to go like fundraise their salary. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? Somebody would tell you no, and you'd be amazed at how many people ask whenever they say yes. And I'm, I'm thinking about this weekend's uh, gospel, where it's like asking you receive, seeking you will find, knocking the door will be open. And it's like how often we don't actually ask. Like we don't ask for the good things. And the, the homily that I heard, uh, how he closed it off, he was the priest was saying, well, what about those of us who have asked and we haven't gotten an answer? And how it's like, okay, this persistency in prayer. And he said, this might not be the full answer, but maybe we're not asking big enough, right? And it's like, you know, you could have stopped promoting the podcast at at two ways or three ways or four ways. But the more we keep asking, the more things are going to, to continue to work out for us in life, in our faith, in whatever. So uh, there's another interesting thing about how you got started. Uh, you told me, and I was like, don't tell me anymore because I'm fascinated by this. You said that you were affirmed in what you were doing six and a half years before you started. Now, I've never really been affirmed in anything that I've actually ever done, but you got the affirmation before you did anything. Like, how did you pull that one off? Well, I was in that job that I was talking about before, the International Softball Federation, and I was on a riverboat in Brazil on the Amazon River, and I was kind of like down below where there was nothing going on and wondered, why is there nothing going on? Meaning, why is everybody up on the top deck? You know, what is there to see up there? What's all the hype about? So I went up there, and it's like, okay, Bruce, now you get it. Look at how beautiful it is up here. It's so scenic. You know, down below where you were, there's nothing but empty benches. So I'm looking around and I kind of already knew that I was intending to leave that. And I don't need to get into the story of why, but at the time it, it was something that was going to be faith-based. There was an initiative that I was going to undertake that was going to be in pursuit of, you know, full-time work to follow the Lord. And as much as I knew I was going to do it, we all still say, you know, but if I could just get that one more something that tells me that God is behind what I'm doing, even though you already know in your heart you're going to do it. Like I already knew when I got back from the trip, I was going to give my two weeks notice. So I'm up there on the top deck and all of a sudden God says to me, look all around you. What do you see? And I looked all around this boat and I said, oh, water. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how many, gosh, so much water, so many stories with water in the Bible. Wow. Oh my gosh. That, that's amazing. Next thing you know, another tap on the shoulder. And God says, Bruce, what's your favorite story in the Bible? And I went, oh, my gosh, that's right. You know, when Jesus is asleep in the boat and they wake him up and they're all panicking because the water's coming in and, you know, please get us back to shore. We're going to drown. He gets him back and he says, guys, didn't you have faith? And I thought, whoa, that's big. You know, here I am on a boat so I can see the relevance. And so. I'm thinking that's it. But of course, as we know, everything in the Bible comes in threes. So there I am up there thinking about what I'm about to do. And I thought, wait a minute. So I'm about to leave this job 
and walk away from everything to follow Christ. And so I'm thinking then of throw down your nets, let's go be fishers of men. And like I said, everything comes in threes in the Bible. So I went, okay, loud and clear. Thank you. I'm like amazed that you touched down on this riverboat in the Amazon River in Brazil where I am. Meet me where I am and say, you're doing the right thing. And I don't need to get into the specifics of why it translated into launching Catholic Sports Radio in February 2019. But, you know, the interesting thing, Taylor, is to bring it more recent is when I really started in earnest a year ago, I went to my church, sat with the pastor, told him what I wanted to do. He thought it was great, started giving me some help, some advice, some suggestions. And so I start rolling up my sleeves. I'm making my notes here and there. And all of a sudden, I start slowing down and slowing down. And I'm going, nope, nope, this isn't right. I, man, what's happening? I got to launch this weekly show. And all of a sudden, I told myself, weekly? Wait a minute, weekly? The guest has to be Catholic? And I think I'm going to do this every week? How am I going to find a Catholic that's in sports or was in sports? No, this isn't. I can't do this every... And, then, and Taylor... Taylor, as soon as I said that, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I recognized that that was Satan telling me, you can't do it every week. You, you just, just do it less and do it once a month. You know, in other words, he doesn't want the Lord's name lifted up at all. So the, the more he could talk me into doing it less frequently, if, if, you know, if he was lucky, he'd talk me out of doing it altogether. But as soon as I recognized that was Satan trying to keep me down, I thought, okay, Darn it, now I am going to do it every week. So then I really started persisting with it and just told myself, the time is now. And, and it, it, it had nothing to do with a New Year's resolution. But, you know, once the calendar flipped over, I said, OK, I'm going to start recording some episodes. So I started recording a few of them, got it launched the first Monday in February and haven't looked back. There's been a new one every Monday since then. So here, I have a few things to respond. First of all, I've never had God tap me on the shoulder and tell me anything, but uh, apparently what you're telling me is I need to go down to the Amazon and get on a boat. That's the first lesson I took away from what you were, sh- what you were saying. Uh, and secondly, uh, many people who listen to this show would agree that uh, with, with what Satan was telling you, actually, that I actually only have enough content for one show a month, enough good content. But we do one a week anyway, you know, just, just to keep it going. Uh, speaking of content, you've got great content on the show. I want people to go check it out. It is Catholic Sports Radio. Uh, of course, I would say first, go listen to the episode with Taylor Schroll. I mean, obviously the best guest. But if you're tired of hearing me talk, uh, I would also suggest Father Chuck Dornquist. He was the one, he was the priest that I was talking about. That's the first episode I heard made me fall in love with the show. Um, other than finding it on on uh, on podcasting apps, uh, Bruce, where else can they find you? CatholicSportsRadio.net. You can listen right there, or there's links there to get it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Overcast. There's a whole bunch of them there that have all the links right there on the website. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Bruce. I appreciate your time. Everybody else, we will be right back for our final segment of the day. Don't go anywheres. John, have you ever read a thesaurus? I've used one. But never read cover to cover? Nope. Well, I have. I read the thesaurus cover to cover last week, and boy, let me tell you, there's some great words in there. The one that comes to my mind first, though, when I think about you, is voluptuous. And why I mean that... You didn't think of me until the very end? Until V. I'm very self-centered. But when I look at your beard, I think voluptuous. Do you use any, any product in that beard? 
Catholic beard balm. You absolutely do. And that is why your beard is voluptuous. I, too, use Catholic beard balm, and it is amazing. Do you have a wife? I do. I don't know why I'm asking questions I know the answer to, and it's just you and I here. But anyway, <laughs> does your wife have skin? Yes, but she doesn't have a beard. She, Where are you going? She doesn't need a beard, because there's also <laughs> things from Catholic Balm Co. for people who don't have beards, like lip balm. Most people have lips. Um, I, w- I would assume your wife does as well, to go along with her skin. And there's there's lotion for that too. You can get all of this stuff at a discount from ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Now I know, I just said it's not just for beards, but it's the URL that I went with. I'm very sorry. Do you accept my apology, Sean? Yes. All right, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Taylor Schroll. Uh, Sean McAfee is here, our co-host for today. And Sean, what up? Uh, we're going to start this segment off the way that I wanted to start the show off. Um, we're going to go with my notes instead of your things that you thought of on the top of your head. Does that sound good to you? You got it. Okay, so how I wanted to start the show off is by telling you that I'm still mad at you. I don't know if we've completely worked through this yet, but... Uh, yeah, and, and where this came up is you sent me an email a couple of weeks ago, and you were like, hey, can you help me promote this uh, this trip, this pilgrimage that we're doing? And I was like, <laughs> for, two things. Sean, first of all, why are you emailing me in this group email with all these other people? You're a co-host on my show. You come on once a month. Of course, you can talk about what you can talk about whatever you want. Like, first of all, why did you even ask me that? Second of all... Uh... Okay, answer the first one. Why did you send me an email with all these other people you're trying to promote with instead of just being like, oh, coming on the show and at the beginning of the first segment saying, hey, we're going to talk about this now. <laughs> because you are lucky enough to be a part of a group email that I have for special events. Well, I don't know how to feel about that. Second thing I, I have <laughs> is uh, you took all of the co-hosts except for Allison. That's a whole other thing. She can yell at you at a different time. But you were like, hey, I want to do this trip with Father Anthony and Jonathan Bearded Blevins. And then, like, three weeks later, you were like, hey, Taylor, would you like to come as well? And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, why are you trying to tack me on? Second of all, you've already set the date. and I can't go. <laughs> like, Thanks for considering me, Sean. You can't go? This is news. It's not news. I've told you this multiple times. I told you immediately because you scheduled it in the middle of track season. I can't leave in the middle of track season. So this is a tactic in public speaking is to turn the situation back on you and make it your fault. Well, it's not going well. You need to go back to class. Okay. So uh, you're, you're a writer, Sean. You can't use public speaking against me. I've, I've been doing this for quite some time. <laughs> it's definitely your <clears throat> fault, and you know it. Uh, so first I'm just going to clear my throat for the rest of the episode so you have to edit it out. <clears throat> it's literally nothing new. So <laughs> go ahead. Do whatever you want. Don't invite me to your thing, but invite everybody else. Invite all my friends to this trip that's, I'm sure, going to be super holy and fun and awesome, but not with me, just with all of my cool friends that I'd love to hang out with. That's probably the best promotion you could have given us. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it probably is because m- most people are probably like, Oh, sweet. I can go to all these great holy places with Sean, who knows all of these things, and Father Anthony and John, who will also be there. Uh, (laughs) Without Taylor? Without me? This 
is great. <laughs> Pick the fir- perfect week of the year. Of course uh, I'll sign up. Okay, tell everybody why it's so cool. We're going on a, what, almost, I think, 10-day pilgrimage through Spain and Portugal. We're hitting Madrid, Toledo, Fatima. We're going to the Compostela of St. James. We're hitting all the major sites. This is going to be an incredibly uh, worthwhile event. It's fully catered. It's full package deal. It's in March 2020, and if you go to Canterbury Pilgrimages and check out our, uh, well, he's, why don't we just ask Taylor to put a link with the uh, with the show this time, and I'm not helping. I'm not helping with this. <laughs> you already have, and you're going to complete the job. No, I won't. Uh, or I'll have my I'll, guy complete the job. It, it's that's the most Italian thing you've ever said. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a wonderful trip that I would have loved to have been invited to. You were invited. <laughs> Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. You also started something new, and this is going to kind of continue our conversation that we had towards the end of segment one. I want to talk about integrity. And by doing that, I want you to start off by talking about this new... uh, So our friend John Bearded Blevins has the number one like (laughs) Catholic Catholic, uh, video game streaming thing on Twitch at Bearded Blevins. It's the number one because he's great, but it's also the only one. So, (laughs) I mean, uh, you're trying to to dethrone the king here, uh, but you started your own stream and you like went all in on this. So uh, why are are you doing this? Why why do you not like John? First, you attack Allison by not inviting her at all. Second, you attack me by inviting me a, a tertiary role, uh, maybe, and a date that won't work for you. Why? Why are you trying to attack John now? And what's? And how are you going to attack Father Anthony in the future? You better go to confession. You don't got a way, way of twisting things on people. Uh, well, maybe it's because I'm a good public speaker, Sean McAfee. <laughs> no, <laughs> it actually um, worked. <laughs> I've actually never totally wanted to get right into gaming, uh, game streaming. But I think a couple of years ago, about three or four years ago, my brother-in-law started doing it. And I, I'm going to sound really weird saying this, but I didn't really want to do it unless it was for something like a good cause. I, I've never really wanted to earn money at it or anything. But I've, I've always thought like if this could become Catholic somehow, I could maybe have priests on or have my friends on we discuss the catholic faith maybe answer questions in apologetics while we play something like retro games or new games too like rocket league i love that game but i also love playing like nintendo like the switch or retro games i own a uh one of the emulators that plays like seven thousand classic games and i like doing that with people i think so you I just thinking, said maybe, publicly that you're breaking the law but do do continue <laughs> it's an emulator not a, a ripper so anyways uh-huh. um I, I actually discovered Bearded Blevins through you because you were like, oh, Jonathan Blevins is doing that. I'm like, who's he? You're like, He's, blah, 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 blah. He's the most amazing guy in the world. Now we all know. And I've been really waiting for the time where I could probably get a clear clearance in my schedule and a clearance, uh, I guess, with my wife, you know, headquarters and allow headquarters to fund this uh, Congress to fund this sort of thing because it's not cheap. Um, so I've waited for the time and I think now is the time. And uh, so I started a, a stream. It's called This Catholic. We'll see how it goes. I'm waiting for all the stuff. Stuff. It'll should be up within the next thirty to sixty days. Uh, good, good Catholic stream, and hopefully all your friends, and hopefully you join me as much as I join you on this show, or or at least more often. And then I'll invite you to something you can't come to. Okay, so <laughs> the, the thing that I want to talk about with this is uh, both you and I know that there's this thing in Catholicism and just in like moral living called integrity. How would you define integrity, Sean? Having the courage to do the right thing. Okay. A- anything else, or is that it? 
that's where I'll leave it. Okay. Wikipedia says the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, the state of being whole or undivided. Like you're an integrous person. You are one person wherever you go. So at work, integrity is one of our core values. And one of the things that we always say is that like who you are, we work in youth ministry, who you are in front of the kids are the same people, same person that you are at the office is the same person you are at your house is the same person you are when nobody's watching. Right. Does that make sense? It does. So like you are one person, no matter what, you're not faking. You're not like a, a complete heathen with your, with your college friends. And then you're like trying to be this holy person at youth group. Right. So I guess the question that I have is like, anytime we come on the show, we have a filter. Anytime I go to work, I have a filter. Every time you go to work, you have a filter. Every time, like we're talking with our kids, like we talked about that earlier. It's like, I have a filter with my kids that I'll say things to adults that I won't say to the kids and, and vice versa, right? When it comes to doing Catholic things, we have to have this filter. So I guess the, the, the difficult thing for me is, okay, like when you and I typically fa- play video games, we'll make jokes and we'll use words that we wouldn't use on a Catholic stream. And then we go on your on your stream and we're and we're cleaning it up. Same thing when we come on the show. It's like we're you know we we would make jokes just like we do as friends and like that is who I am. Like I'm a person who makes sarcastic jokes and uh, uses words that may or may not be welcome on a Catholic you know video game stream. So it's like I guess I'm wondering like how how do we work that with integrity? Like am I not being integrous? Am I not being whole? Or is having these filters to be to be different, to say different things in different situations, not integrous. Does that make sense? It does. You know, it brings to mind one thing. There was a priest in Kansas City who got mad at a parishioner for recording his homily because he knew that this person was going to go take it and, and potentially put it on the internet for other people to hear. And and he happened to say some things that might have been taken controversially. And they said, Well, why why would you why would you say something from the pulpit that you wouldn't want the world to hear? And he said, You know what? There's the the world seems to think that you should be, you know, one person, like you're saying, that you should be in one mode all the time. But, you know, really, we talk to people as an audience. And so whenever I'm talking to my supervisor, it's way different than I'm talking to my children. It's way different than I'm talking to you. It's way different, you know, if I'm talking to you, you know, and your supervisor, I'm not going to say anything to embarrass you in front of that person. So I don't, I don't buy well, the, literally don't buy the earlier notion. in the show, you said something that would embarrass your boss publicly, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, he would be proud of that. He would be so proud of that. Uh, I think I've grown away from the modern notion that you should, quote unquote, you know, be if you're not being the same person all the time, you're being fake. Um, I think that there's a, you know, context of, of character that goes into determining, you know, who your audience is at the given time with the circumstances and evaluating the kind of interaction that you should have, or at least the kind of uh, um, behavior that you're demonstrating in front of that audience. Yeah, and, and I'm starting to feel that too. But it's this weird thing, and I guess it's just this whole like Catholic guilt upbringing thing, where it's like, okay, yelling at my daughter yesterday, I, I, whenever she lost her shoe, and scolding her for that. It's like, yeah. you know, would you do that in front of the youth group? No, I wouldn't do that in front of the youth group. I'd wait till I got home. You know, like that's that sort of thing. You know, like parents <laughs> say that all the time. Like you wait till we get home, or you wait till you get in the car, or whatever. And like that's the same kind of thing. Like you can have a disagreement and an argument with your wife at home. You're not you're not going to do that in public. And that doesn't mean that you're not a person of integrity. It means that you're using some sort of wisdom, and you're not trying to shame your kids or your wife or or you know yourself get shamed in public. 
So I, I just kind of think that that kind of wording, that kind of verbiage is dangerous. It's like, would you, you know, it was the whole thing, like, would you watch that if Jesus was sitting next to you? I'm like, that's a stupid <clears throat> question, because if Jesus was sitting next to me, I wouldn't be watching television. Like, <laughs> if, like, the person of Jesus was there. But then it's, like, dumb on the other side. It's like, like Jesus is literally always there. So, right. so like, I've, I've already answered that question. Would you watch this if Jesus was here? Yes. He's here right now, and I'm watching it. You know, like, so it's this strange thing that it's like, I feel like that's been like a, a manipulation that like Christian circles have used when like what real integrity is, is like doing the right thing in the right moment. Right. Yeah. But you know, whenever you go home at the end of the day and you're watching Puff and Rock and your kids aren't there, you know, I think your wife is trying to make a different example of, you know, the <laughs> kinds of shows you're watching. Right. And like, that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. That's like your wife correcting you and, and fixing you, which is the whole point of wives. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what they're for. But uh, I don't know. It's just been on my mind a lot that I think a lot of people will hear things like that said from pulpits or said on, on, on podcasts or on radio or on TV or at a retreat or whatever. And it's like, you have to be the person you are at the retreat now in every situation you are. The, the person you are in mass. Like, think about, like, how we are in mass. Like, we're quiet. We're not talking. We're, we're trying to focus. Like, we're trying to be our best selves. And it's like, when you're... Unless, unless you're Father Anthony and you're tweeting. <laughs> oh, man. I want to tell a story, but I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to protect your friends, everybody. You got to protect your friends. But Every now and then. Um, so yeah, the the integrity piece has just been kind of sticking out to me a lot because it's like I want to grow in integrity. I want to be a better man. I want to be a better man in front of all of those situations, at home, mm. with my wife, with my kids, on the show, at work, in, in front of youth group. Like I want to be better in all of those situations, but that doesn't mean that I have to act the same. I am still me. Wherever I go, I am Taylor Schroll, and, and that – like I I am whole. Like I'm not faking it, right? And I don't feel like I'm faking it. But that that that's just come up a lot, um, kind of in my spiritual life, in my personal life over the last couple of weeks. I love you, Taylor. I love me too, Sean. That brings us to the end of our show today. And uh, already, yeah, already. And if you want to know, uh, like I said, the intro was uh, staged, and so will this outro. So I'm about to push a button. I'll be back next week. See you. <laughs> See you. See you. See you. John, do you want to know my favorite thing about you? Yes. It is the way that you know that I'm recording literally everything that we say. So most of the Scary. time, you've gotten very, very smart uh, in the last couple of months. And you say, Taylor, are we recording before you share a story <laughs> that you may or may not be able to share on Catholic Radio? Well, the answer to that question is always yes. I'm always recording. And yes, there are some things that we can't share on Catholic Radio, either because of the content or because we just frankly ran out of time. So everybody can get all of this information. All of the bonus content, literally like dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of extra Forte Catholic with my great guests, my great co-hosts, also Sean McAfee. You can get all of that content at patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. It's the absolute best. Sean, tell them why they should go there. So I wasn't included in the list of great guests? Correct. Thanks. Love you. Love you too. Bye.